Hi, Jens here. Are you interested in innovation? This might be something for you too. Every Friday, I share the latest innovation articles, ideas, videos, books, podcasts, and more that I discovered during the week in my newsletter, Connect the Dots. If you subscribe, you will receive an email into your inbox every Friday. You can't find the newsletter anywhere else, so you have to subscribe if you want to receive it. Head over to jensheitland.com, scroll to the bottom of the page and sign up. But now, let's get started with the podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Jens Heitland Show, where I interview experts from different fields to connect the dots of innovation and entrepreneurship. My name is Jens Heitland and I am your host. Today's episode is another Innovation Breakfast Club episode, where I meet with previous guests to dig deeper into a specific topic. Today's topic is the Innovation Compass. Please welcome back to the show, Joshua, Dennis and Werner. Good morning, guys. Welcome to the next Breakfast Club meeting. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Nobody it's, will um, hear you on, on, on an no. audio format. That's true. Like, right. like everybody's, sitting with their, everybody's doing up. a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> so thumbs for up. the listeners who are not watching the video, everyone was doing a thumbs up. So it looks like everyone is okay in starting. Everyone's smiling really, really big. Big eyes. Yeah. Jens has a big headphone on and the rest has earpods in. <laughs> and fully, so, fully, fully caffeinated as well. Yes. Um, yes. Times. So, so there's a monkey on my shoulder. Breakfast. And there's a monkey on my shoulder. <laughs> yeah. So, so for, for the listeners, we have had already half an hour discussion fun, which we have recorded. We might release part of that someday um, if it's ever, ever worth for anyone to listen to. Yeah. Um, so today's topic is the innovation compass. And we, we, we thought about this topic because we believe that a compass is an interesting thing, if we call it thing, we will define it later. Um, a compass for me is timeless. A compass is enabling you to find a direction. And it's specifically interesting from a perspective of that we are in times of change. We're recording this right now in the mid, 1st of June, 2021. Um, which is still a pandemic uh, impact all around the globe. And um, a compass is, is something that's, that's true. A compass is something that has stayed the same almost a couple of hundred years, I guess, at least. Uh, we will figure that out later when Joshua is into the, into the numbers. Um, but it's, it's resistant to change and it helps people to direct to a, to a, to a certain point. So it's interesting how that works from a, from a company perspective and how that works from from an innovation perspective. So let's dive into it with a broad perspective. So what is a compass? Compass. How do you pronounce compass properly compass. in English? Compass. 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 Okay. So, not campus, ca compass. Now we're doing the Dutch Afrikaans uh, version of it. Yeah. I think you're compass. pronouncing it right, Jens. Okay, so, so what is a compass? Who, who wants to start? Uh, looks like... Banner. Great. So like I was thinking about it and there's a few things that uh, comes to mind, right? First of all, you know, the obvious thing is that the compass gives you direction. 
right? But then I started thinking about there's this interesting thing also about a compass is that it's it gets influenced by certain factors, right? So it gives a direction, but you need to think about what creates those, what makes that little needle move into that direction. So there's kind of factors that uh, forces it to do that. So what are those forces that come into play? And then how do we play that into our metaphor? And then also the other thing that I would say, a compass is nothing if you don't go on a journey. It's just the thing. Great start. Joshua, you're nodding for those listeners. <laughs> yeah, Van, I, lo I love sort of how you teed that up and you said you, you, need, you need a compass or a compass only becomes valuable when you go on a journey. And I think that over sort of the last 12 to 18 months, the world and everyone around the world has been on their own journey. Sure, there have been challenges, and, but there have also been opportunities. And like I've met, referenced before, I've had the fortunate opportunity to meet everyone on this call today. And uh, I look forward to meeting you all in, in person later in the year of 2021. But maybe just to double click on a few things to sort of build on this definition of what a compass is that you've created, Van. And the first is to ask a question um, to those on the call today is, does anyone know where the compass is from and which country it was invented in? No idea. <laughs> so, I, I wanted to say Vikings. Like I, I, I always imagined. Say, say yeah, like sorry, I had to, I had to say like it's like a Norse thing, but I'm probably wrong. So I'm gonna. But that that was that was the, that was the, the the looking glass or the glass that he was. Yeah, they had something through. else, I think. Something else. Throw it out yeah, there. So, so, so it's quite interesting. And you see, like when you start thinking about where things were created and it's an innovation breakfast that we're talking about, but this time we're talking about invention. So the compass was invented in China um, and it was invented in 20 BC. And there's something quite fascinating about this. And for those listening, you, and if you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know that the guys joke sometimes with the facts and figures that I come up with and how I sort of find a way to string it all together. But, you know, when you talk about invention, and you think about a compass. So compass, from a traditional standpoint, it's about geographical points. It helps you basically position yourself on the map. So for those you know who maybe, let's paint a visual picture quickly, but you've got north, you've got south, and you've got east, and you've got west. And now in thinking and just talking about where the compass comes from, and with it being created in China and during the Han Dynasty, you think about it was created in the east. And there's something quite powerful if you think about that from a creation perspective, because where does the sun rise? The sun rises in the east and it sets in the west. And I think that when you start thinking about invention, Van, and to touch on a point that you mentioned is you really need to think about what are the impacting factors that can influence how the compass is used inside of that space. And maybe just to draw sort of my, my thoughts to a conclusion here is talking about magnets. And obviously with the traditional compass is it's drawn and it's located by a true north or magnetic north. And when you start thinking about that, my mind goes to about how, how magnets work. And magnets, although it's not the same magnet that's used inside a compass, talks about how opposites attract. So you've got positives and you've got negatives. And inside of that space, we're talking about a compass which will help you on a journey, but we're also saying what are the contextual factors that you need to ultimately use this compass to the best of your ability to enable you to progress to the next phase or into the next transition. So yeah, that's building off, uh, off some of the things that Vanna put down. That's throwing in a lot of nuggets already. We, we need to dig deeper in some of them, but let's, let's go, go over to Dennis first. Yeah, so 
I, I, I'm drawing, but uh, because mainly this is uh, uh, listened to, I won't uh, start sharing that right away. Um, but uh, for me, the biggest uh, word that is connected to uh, compass is instrument. Um, and an instrument is a different thing than a tool. So there's a hierarchy in the way that you use different things. You have a shovel to dig a hole, um, but you have a compass, which is a, a more intricate instrument. Uh, you have equipment that maybe lies above that, but an, a compass is an intelligent thing that allows you to um, uh, uh, pinpoint general direction. So uh, I would say you use a compass to say, well, where, whereabouts is north? It's there. If you're supposed to go east, then you can go to east because it gives you a general idea about where that is. Uh, some people who have um, a very clear perception of space and on where the stars are and where the, um, uh, where the sun is, they don't need a compass because they know exactly where they are. Uh, and if they need to move north, they know where to, where to move to north. If you're on a big uh, a desert plain, they know exactly that you shouldn't go right. They know that you need to go <laughs> the other way around. Otherwise, you start to go in circles. But the idea is that if you if you have a compass, which is I like the fact that uh, Joshua said this is a um, 20 BC invention uh, based off of their knowledge of magnets uh, and uh, the ability that it shows a constant direction to a certain point where you might say, well, north is important to go to. I would say it's a more Western perspective that we say we want to go to the true north because uh, this is where uh, our ability to want to go forward uh, um, comes from. I would say in, in Eastern philosophy, maybe north is not relevant at all in that sense. It's just the, the idea that you are uh, balanced where uh, and know where you are. Uh, and I think this is a... Um, something that I've been burning to say, the first thing I hear a compass is that um, I always think about Jack Sparrow from uh, the Pirates of Caribbean. <laughs> the, the weirdest thing is, is that um, uh, he lets go of the idea that a compass needs to go to a certain direction. It shows you the uh, direction you need to go in to go to the thing that you most desire. And this is something, when you say true north, you know, this is where people would want, we say true north because it's the thing that we want, want to go to. If we just say go north, then people say, well, why? What is that? What, what is north? You know, and then you would say you need direction or you need to plot a course, you know, and that's, that's pretty close. But true north is over the horizon. It's beyond what we seek and see. And I think that's a difficult thing to uh, navigate. And that's why we need something to hold on to like a compass. Great one. I'm just adding my two cents as well. Um, great discussion already. So there's so much we, we, we can dive deeper in. What I was just writing down is the interesting part for me is kind of it's, it's an instrument or tool, however you define that. I'm not so particular in that part, but it's, it's kind of it's useless if you don't know how to use it. That's, that, that's, that's an interesting perspective. Um, so if you don't know how to use it, it's useless. If you, if you don't know where to go, it's as well useless from a perspective of a compass is not built that you only need to go to north. It's just showing you always the constant direction towards one, one direction. So 
if you want to go to south, you can use it in the same way. So if you don't know where to go, it's it's in the same way useless. Um, and I think that's so true in the situation and in the time we live in right now, that a lot of people, a lot of organizations have no idea where they want to go. So it doesn't matter what tool they're using because um, if they're not knowing where they want to go, what their purpose is, if, if we even go high level or deeper into it, then it doesn't matter of which tools, which processes, whatever they are going to do, because they will never end up somewhere because they don't know where they want to be. Joshua, you have had a thought. Yeah, it is. It is, and it's interesting to see where you went with those points that you raised, Jens. Because I just, and it, I'll try to link it back to what Dennis mentioned about, you know, navigating without a compass. And I think that it's quite fascinating to see how we've all defined a compass as sort of a physical object or something tangible that we reference or make reference to when we want to go on our journey or on a certain direction. But where, what does it mean about our inner compass? So Dennis used the example about, you know, navigating without a compass, you know that the sun rises in, in, the, in the east and it sets in the west. And then you think about how we, we think about a compass maybe as an instrument or a tool like we've defined it so far in the conversation, but what about a way of working or way of interpreting things? And that can be an instrument and a tool which is then ingrained in the way that we do things and then talks to the point that you raised about how organizations are in this sort of transition, this liminal space at the moment, and they might not be clear about where they want to go. And that's how potentially a compass or an internal compass um, could help them guide some of those decisions that they need to make. So here I want to react. May I? Yeah, of course. Because I'm thinking that there's a flaw in a compass uh, and that's the magnetic field. So whenever uh, boats were in a space and maybe I'm referencing the Bermuda Triangle or whatever, um, where there's a, a heightened magnetic field that uh, uh, interferes with your compass, then people go off course. And that's that you can you can still have a uh, um, uh, a direction, but people will still go off course uh, if they have a you know they have the tool. Maybe they don't know how to use it. Maybe they don't uh, not aware that the magnetic field that they're following is the wrong magnetic field. And I think that's a really interesting thing to be very much aware of, because that's why people who navigate the seas based off the stars instead of the uh, uh, magnetic field, they, you know, these are indigenous cultures that know without um, knowing where they are, know exactly where to go. They don't need a compass. Then their inner compass is something that we call compass because we know this instrument that we call compass, but for them it's just navigation. And navigation yeah. is based on either points of reference. Well, it's actually just points of reference. It's just knowing that star is over there. It's this uh, uh, way uh, uh, above the uh, above the horizon, which tells me I need to go that way if yeah. I want to uh, go follow my journey or my path towards a certain point. But interference in this, I think, is the, one of the most important things because people love compasses but they always end up maybe following the wrong magnetic field. Yeah. But what I love about that is if you compare this to a GPS, like the, the phone GPS or a car GPS, the GPS is giving you like different, different routes to get to a, a person, uh, to, to, to a point. If you compare a compass, a compass if, is giving you 
direction. But it, it, or it gives you like a perspective of a true north perspective. And then you need to decide your direction and it's still not guiding you step by step. It's more about, hey, if you want to go north, that's the direction. It's not giving you, it's like, that's exactly the route you need to take to get there. It's more about, hey, that's the direction. If there's a huge mountain or a, whatever, a desert in the middle, you might not willing to cross that. You, so you go around. Yeah. If you have a GPS perspective, that's saying, hey, you need to turn the next right. And it's kind of make, makes you as a person stupid. I've seen it with myself driving car, I can tell you. Uh, and, and I think it's, it's similar when you bridge that to organizations. Werner. Yeah. Yeah, I, my, the thing is, I just wanted to reverse out and make sure we don't get lost in the metaphor. Because like a lot of things, um, I mean, I think like, because I agree a lot, a lot of things that you said yet. I mean, I can talk a lot about the direction finding and the journey that you're talking about. But just want to reverse also to, to react to what uh, Dennis has said. And I agree with Dennis. But I think like rather than thinking about just a compass as this magnetic device, I think for the metaphor that we are exploring is we are exploring something that gives direction. So even in the ancient cultures, they, they look at stars to give them direction. A compass is, is a thing that gives you a direction to move into. The thing that I still find interesting, and even with Dennis's kind of examples, is still, what is the forces that is involved that makes the thing give you the direction? And I think if you draw it back to an organizational space, it's like, you know, um, I do agree that sometimes people go out and they buy the compass, whatever that is, for their organization but they don't understand how that thing plugs into the organization or what forces within the organization, you know, uh, is going to influence that compass because a very stupid example is that, Hey, we're all going to do design thinking, but you know, um, no one, you know, like it's going to be a one day workshop and we're going to change the organization. Then everybody's disappointed afterwards, right? Because they've not considered what is the forces that actually drives that compass, right? Deep understanding, right? Really iterating and willing to make this uh, mistakes. Right. And then if I jump again to the other side, Jens, like you said, there's like the journey um, has all these kind of dots, right? You can follow the GPS. And yes, that, you know, a lot of the compasses we buy or maybe advanced navigation systems gives us a journey. But it's like my wife here in Poland, right? We, we sometimes trust the GPS, but we don't realize that we actually have to check where the GPS is taking us because we go to all these S-hole little villages through potholes, or whatever, because we haven't checked the damn journey. Right. So it's also, you know, constantly checking, like, is the journey taking us where we want to go? And then ultimately, do we actually know where we're going? Right. And I think that's also the other thing that is a bit of a weird thing, because your destination, my destination, Joshua's de is different destinations. Right. And we all want to take, take the same uh, same route, which is not relevant. Anyway, Joshua, you wanted to say something about that. Yes, I think, Werner, you, you teed up sort of a great segue. Um, and why, why I think it's a segue is because I think we've been talking a lot about the tool and we've been talking a lot about how that tool is used. But we haven't necessarily spoken to a point that you raised right in the very beginning in the introduction around the contextual factors that impact our journey that we are on. And if you think about how we use compasses in the traditional format now in terms of navigation, so you've got a compass and you've got a map, but that map may change over time. And I think that's, that's something that Jens, what you mentioned right in the beginning around a compass being sort of a timeless piece of, or timeless piece of equipment, a timeless tool or something that we can use for reference to guide the journey that we're on. 
So if we sort of use that as a segue and now we take a step up and we say, okay, well, we sort of defined this metaphor, we've shared some thoughts around what a compass is and how it can be utilized, but what is this map that we are using this compass to navigate? I think I just wanted to respond to that. I know it's not like I need to give someone else, but you also just tweaked a thought in my mind because I, I, I tend to be very practical about it, right? And I think just when you when I was listening to you about, okay, cool, the map, the journey, like figuring that out, I think if I reverse and go a little bit negative, I think sometimes what we do is we try and change the damn compass all the time, hmm. right? So, you know, things aren't going our way in this organization. Let's change the compass. It must The compass must be wrong, guys. New one. Right. Instead of like looking at the map, looking at where we're going, looking at the forces that are influencing the compass. So, yeah, thanks for that, Josh. So the map, here we get to why I think we're getting to a point that we can loop it back to something relevant that we can share with people as um, maybe not a tool, but a frame of reference that helps them to navigate innovation. Uh, that is maybe bigger than just the companies, because I like the fact that uh, uh, Werner uh, was pulling on the forces that drive the compass, which is, you know, um, you should never get lost in the metaphor. But as, as far as it's going right now, I really like the fact that it's touching all kinds of bases that people tend to forget, you know, and um, that's why uh, a single compass if you, uh, like uh, Jens was saying, um, if you use it as a tool to just see where the north is, then you don't know how to use the compass. Uh, but the compass does not exist, and unless you're Jack Sparrow, without the map. And in that sense, there's a whole hierarchy of tools. There's the sextant as well, you know? And there's a steering wheel as well. And there's all kinds of things, stay in the naval theme, uh, that allow you to uh, navigate, steer, and direct yourself into a certain direction uh, in certain uh, on the on a journey. But um, if you if you look at the map, we tend to forget the same. The, 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 we like the compass because it just gives direction, and it says it points there. Everybody, shut up. We need to go over there. But the map is a more intricate and intelligent thing. You need to learn to navigate the map, and there's even. The fact that the map is just a, a simplification of the territory and the map is not the territory. So this is where it gets interesting. Is the map which you painstakingly maybe have created something that you can trust like your GPS, like you said, uh, Jens, or do you trust the compass which might show true north? And then we get to the idea of what is true north because if you stay within the metaphor, it just shows you the magnetic, which is different than the north, which is on the map. Or which is maybe, you know, in that sense, there's a deviation. And this is, this is I think, um, uh, where we, get, we need to figure out on, uh, uh, how to give people a way to understand what the, the metaphor of the compass means in a conversation about direction and how you tend to uh, 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 or inspire people or engage them when you use a compass as a metaphor. Yeah. And I, you know, I make a lot of pictures and I tend to, I would say the, the pictures that I make are a combination of a map and a compass because they communicate direction and they give you a way to navigate. They give you initial steps towards the horizon that you're supposed to go towards. But it's always very much subjective to the changes that are happening every day. 
you know, in that sense, as, as soon as you have a maybe geographically correct uh, map, when we talk about directions of companies, they don't have a clear map. So they just, uh, you know, they don't understand culture. They don't understand uh, direction. Everybody's changing constantly. There's a big old mess ball of intricate things that are happening. And then somebody comes in and says, I have a compass, I have the direction. Trust the compass. And I think that's something that we need to figure out where, where, where that fits into a frame that we can use to uh, maybe build on how to navigate through innovation. Yeah. For me, the, <clears throat> excuse me, the tricky thing is a compass is not giving you the direction. It's giving you a direction. Because it's 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 literally it's it's let's say it's an instrument which you can watch at or look at and and say okay there's the true north but the true north does not need to be your goal your target where you want to be it it gives you at every point in time a possibility to to understand where you are compared to a perspective that's really so it, yeah it, it gives you it gives you a, a, a tool for interpretation in terms of if you have that at your disposal it allows you to interpret or to have a view of of the way that the world is and then around then to how you interpret it de defines your direction and then linking back to sort of the map that we're talking about and maybe to sort of pull us back out of this rabbit hole that we've gone into to say in terms of Dennis, something that you mentioned around this whole conglomeration. And for those who are, are, are listening and not watching, Dennis sort of described it with his hands. And I sort of loved that analogy and that the way that he did that is because obviously this conversation is built up and off the previous conversations that we've had. And, you know, there are a number of things that we've discussed that actually, although we didn't define this topic months and months ago, have actually guided and sort of will bring into fruition this way and this compass that we created. So maybe to pull us out of the rabbit hole, like I said, is how do we go about creating that compass and where do we start? Yeah. And specifically, of course, with the focus of innovation. So it's, let's not just build a compass. Let's look into how can, how can we build a compass that helps companies to innovate and maybe as well people. But this is the operative word. For word. The compass is an is an uh, inanimate object, right? It doesn't do anything unless you know you open it up and you look at a direction which is north. But now you say, how do we build a compass? And I think that's that you know. And I like the fact that you just said you need a compass is there to help you understand where you are compared to the relative position that you're in right now. You know, which give you the, gives you the opportunity to start to think where, if I know where I am right now, which a lot of people don't, you know, there's the East and Seoul. Nobody knows where they are right now. If you start there, if you know how, where you are right now, and you can know where you want to go, then you have in between, you have a path. And it may be even a journey if you go beyond some horizons. But it, 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 you need to have that beginning. You need to have uh, some form of space that you want to end up with. And, and this is, I would say, when you say how to build a compass that, compass that helps you navigate innovation, it, it already is very specific and narrow within what's happening in a total company because a total company is not focused on innovation alone. 
there's a whole lot of stuff happening which is which needs guidance for people to be able to go to whatever the true north of a company is but we we are talking specifically on how to navigate innovation within a company i think how to build up a compass which is the metaphor that helps you to navigate that difficult task yeah and and if i double click on that for me it would be if we stay true to the compass like you just defined is if i have a compass in an organization and want to understand where i am right now from an innovation perspective because the compass just gives gives you where are you right now in which perspective and it's it's maybe extremely difficult to find out what that is, but Vanna has an idea. No, no, I don't have. I just want to add to that because um, you know I, I think thinking back on my military days, like I understand what you're saying about the compass telling you where you're at, but I think the compass. If I think about we we did this night march once where we had one guy who was carrying the compass and the map, right? And we were working and we were walking in this pitch dark to a pre-designated place where we had to go. And we were all stressing about like, is this like, are we going in the right direction? But then constantly through the journey, we always turn to this one guy to reference, hey, Bob, are we still going in the right direction? Right, so like, like he was kind of the indicator, are we lost or are we at least moving in the right direction? So it just, it builds on what you're saying, Jens. I mean, ultimately the compass just shows you a single piece of data right but then also i would add to that that it is also a little bit of an element of comfort that you're indeed moving in the right direction so it's kind of a it just settles the soul a little bit right even though you still have to take the next steps to move into the darkness but within your military context what was the function of that person he was the navigator yeah it was the navigator so uh, is there within a company somebody that you uh, can reference when you're asked, where are we in the innovation? Is that the innovation manager? Well, I mean, I think it's, there's different roles for it, right? So, I mean, in the, if I used my metaphor of the military, like we all had to learn how to use it. That was just his turn, right? So, and I think like some of the projects that I do this, there's multiple people that have those roles, right? So you, like I would, I feel more comfortable that they're, of course, a leader needs to make a decision, but everybody needs to have some kind of understanding how the compass works, right? So that there can be a conversation around it. You don't want to blindly trust one guy. Yeah. Because trust and me, Bob wasn't that clued up, right? We got lost. <laughs> and that's that's the brilliance of it. And I think that's if if everyone would understand how to use a compass from an innovation perspective inside an organization, imagine what would help them. But yeah. that, that's the whole point. Because literally everybody who uh, might say um, uh, we need to define true north. On Friday, I have a true north discussion with Nike. You know, and I already know that they don't know shit about what uh, what that is. You know, what what the, what the, uh, what it's going to do for them, and that uh, the people who are going to be working with that. How are they going to use that compass? You know, um, but the point is. If you go to a point where you know where uh, everybody knows how to work with that compass, then you get at least some sense on how you are go where you are in the journey. And this is what everybody needs to know. You know, when you when you've gone a certain set of miles, 
then you know, oh, we've made that step and that's measurable. Then you say, we've made progress, you know? And that's something that people, uh, I would say within corporations find very, very important. You need to be able to show progress based off of what you, like you said uh, before, Jens, uh, your, your knowledge of where you are right now, you know? And this, this moves on, well, once you've known the before, then it's been mapped. And then you have these points behind you that you say, oh, look at that, we've done that. But ahead of us lies this and this and this. Yeah. And if you don't know that, that's the point. Joshua first. <laughs> so just to, just to sort of expand this thinking quickly. And so we've been talking about how a compass will help you navigate. And so one of the things that, that I wrote down in sort of preparing for this was a, a hypothesis called the, the Gaia hypothesis. And I don't know if anyone's heard of that, but what it essentially talks is about how living organisms interact with their inorganic surrounds to form a synergistic and self-regulating complex system. So if you think about that and you think about that interaction, and we've now been talking about tools and instruments which can help you on a journey inside of this space, how do we go about, and Dennis, I love the point that you raised about how other individuals inside an organization can actually use this compass that is created to drive the company or organization to the future journey or the journey that they are on. And so if you think about now some, uh, something that we spoke about in previous conversations, which was around the superpowers of innovation and saying around, how do you go about enabling that and building that environment inside an organization to set this innovation compass in motion? Because I think it's one thing having a tool and it's one thing having a like a Gaia hypothesis saying that there's this interaction that is going to take place, but it needs to be synergistic and complementary to actually move the business forward inside of that space. But, but this race is, this is a great, um, I like this Gaia hypothesis, but, <laughs> but if, you, if you go back to how that's, how, how, to the idea or to the intention of building a compass, now, Gaia is referencing the Earth and a naturally insanely complex system that everything works by itself. And now we're, the, we're within companies trying to consciously um, figure out how to make people move forward, which is, you know, and that's on opposite sides in that sense. Yes, yes and no. So no in the sense that it potentially someone needs to create that initial compass, that innovation compass. But yes, in the sense that history allows us to learn from, from previous things. So if you think about a navigator that comes inside of a, a company and we've, we've something that we've touched on previously as well around culture inside organizations and how that is established. So if you think about bringing in an innovation compass and embedding that in the way that you approach things, the way that you do things, you're not only gonna be moving your innovation stance as a company going forward, but you're actually going to be driving bigger thinking and different ways of thinking inside of the company as well. But I would guess a navigator would have more tools than just the compass. Yeah, that's, that's like Vanna said, the navigator needs to understand the context of where it's like, where do you want to be? What, where, where are we right now? It's all the topics we have mentioned, you can't navigate anything if you don't know where you are, where you want to be and have an understanding what obstacles are in the way. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to ask you, because maybe I, I don't want to like go down a rabbit hole and like, or reverse out of what we've just been discussing because like, I, like I've wholly bought into the compass idea, but like, just like thinking about the conversation and, and trying to figure out where we might be making mistakes is that the one thing I just 
like there's two aspects that I'm thinking about now, just based on the conversation thus far. The other thing is also like, and that's my fault. I've been talking about the journey being as darkness, unknown, terrible, scary. But the thing is, I think one of the biggest things with a journey is that you actually have to enjoy the damn journey, not be so preoccupied with the actual end goal. So that's point one, like, like be sure that the compass actually helps you actually enjoy the journey, right? Because you have this kind of net. But then the other thing I just thought about, which kind of shakes me up a little bit is that in the sense of innovation and organizations, there is no real endpoint. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's not like I'm going to now, maybe I'm being too literal. So I'm going to jump in this organization and we're going that direction. And then next week, Thursday, we're there and we have arrived. Yeah. And the thing is that this is probably where the map comes in or you have to kind of refigure them. Like, but now I'm, you know what I'm saying? It's like, how, how do you explain it now? It's like, I'm going, now, now does the, our innovation compass then maybe point in the right direction rather than just the North or how, like, how would you play that? Because the, 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 the end destination is going to shift all the time. That's awesome. It still fits for me 100% because if we say a compass is, it's the same in all organizations because a compass is a compass. Yeah. If we just take this as an example, it's it's not giving you the direction where you need to go. It's giving you a direction. And then if you take the the met metaphor of of your dark journey, it's basically you don't watch the whole time at the compass. You go you go away. You walk away. You go through the next obstacle then you have a look at where you are right now. Then you look backwards and you know if you have been right or wrong. And yeah. I think that's what, which we also discussed in, in the previous episodes is you need to understand that from a cultural perspective and, and specifically in the last one where we looked into the myth of experimentation is it's basically what you do with a compass. If you, you walk away, then you look where you are. Oh, we, we went into, into the wrong direction. Let's turn a little bit to the right and we will we will soon get there. So it's it's really it it's something that's not giving you the perfect direction for from an innovation perspective in an organization, but it gives you an understanding of where you are. And then it's always which I I agree with you. It it changes all the time in an organization, but I think it's also that organizations specifically, if we go back to wh what what I started with with a purpose perspective. The purpose of an organization is not changing too often. So maybe that's also a combination of what is the purpose of an organization? And that's maybe the direction which the true north perspective. Yeah. And then it's like, how do we navigate inside of the inside of that using a compass which helps you to understand of how do you innovate your way forward towards reaching the purpose or fulfilling the purpose? Dennis. Yeah. So this this is this is where we get to a point where there's a difference between um, jumping into the unknown, which is uh, a company saying um, or giving uh, when it's going really really well, giving uh, creating a whole new division to to just look for whatever uh, and um, uh, explore and go into spaces to ensure continuity for the future, uh, and not not saying. Uh, to their regular um, uh, company, change lots. No, no, no. They're creating a different group of people, like scouts, to go into the unknown and figure out uh, what is happening. 
And I would say that's the, I would say archetypical uh, feeling people might have when they're talking about innovators. It, it feels like they are inventors or, or frontiers on the, on, the, on the horizon beyond the stuff we know. And in that sense, there's a difference between what's happening behind the horizon and what we might become and trusting in that and ensuring that what's happening within your company and making that uh, go in the right direction and navigating that space clearly. And, that, and in that sense, there's an, um, uh, when you are venturing beyond the horizon, we tend to put trust in a compass because we don't know where we're going. We have no clue. But we say we have an innovation compass, which at least, or we have a navigator who is at least giving us the foundation to be able to move into spaces we don't know. And this is a trust issue and a confidence thing that people who, are, who know how to do this, they move beyond that horizon without a thought. But people who are inside of a company who don't know this culture or don't know this, this new thing, it's incredibly difficult to get them to look beyond the horizon. So in that sense, there's maybe there's a compass that you can break apart and one that goes towards the horizon, the other one that is beyond for true north. What do you think about that? <laughs> We're going deep that's... today, man. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I just I just wanted to like I mean, Dennis, I appreciate it, but like I just wanted to like really like like just repeat what Yen said about purpose, because I I think there's like for me the purpose statement that that you just made kind of clarify things for me because like 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 Dennis, I'm kind of like flip flopping between your metaphors and and traveling and and exploration because the thing is like I was like thinking of like all these crazy, uh, not so heroic um, European people who went all over the world with their ships, you know? And the thing is like, I was going like, shit, but you have to have this kind of like, attitude of like, and I think that the big mistake we make is we always set up. And sometimes I'm also guilty of it, it's like innovation is going into the big unknown. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. actually, that's actually nonsense. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, if you're going to be doing innovation because you're going into the unknown, you're wasting your, you're wasting your added, like you're wasting the resources and people's time because you have to latch onto the purpose. And then when I, when I reverse back to like purpose, now, for example, the, the people who went on these journeys, these adventures, these things, first of all, they had the bravery, the attitude, the, I mean, it's not for everybody. Let's be real. Some people like myself, I like to be on the couch with my beer, Netflix and chill. Other people are out in the forests, riding their bicycles and it, on this, that's a, it's a, it's, they brave, right? Um, but the, there's always some kind of purpose to that, right? So even the, the people who went on their ships, of course, they wanted to go find riches. They wanted to find new, new land to claim. There was a purpose to what they're doing. So I just want to like say, Jens, thanks for that. Because like sometimes we do think innovation is like this kind of, whoo, it's the unknown. But Grab it a is, compass. At, it is, but the but thing is, is, what I'm saying, Dan, is like part of it should be known. You of should course. know why you're doing it. Like, I mean, of I'm course. not just going to walk up, up here into the Russian forest here and get eaten up by bears because I'm keen to go into the unknown. I, I'm going on a journey. I'm going, of course. I'm, I want to go find berries, you know? And or... I, understand, I understand, but I feel from you that you, you will feel very passionate about this is that you've, um, you've seen both sides of people uh, talking about innovation being it going yeah. into the unknown. I mean, how many times and, have we yeah, not been yeah. in a workshop and you have a bunch yeah. of people sitting on a table like this? Yeah. And then 
you know, you, you like in front there dancing monkey trying to get these people to innovate. The thing is they can't passion. because they don't know why they're doing it. Like passion is also a part of it, but what's the purpose? No, what is the purpose that we can passion. all rally around? Like, you know, if you think about all these people who got on these ships, you know, like, okay, cool. They're probably motivated by a bit of uh, uh, shekels here and there. But I mean, you have to have like a common purpose. Like we're all excited to go in that direction, right? We might die, but we're, we're rolling. We're going, so right? We, we're together. I have a new word, I think at least, because I don't like the word purpose. It might fit everything here, but if you reference that, uh, that whole um, uh, uh, going on a journey on ships, um, the, I would say the captain or the admiral of the ship or of the fleet, they have a charge. They're being charged with something to do. And this is where I totally agree with you. You don't go into the unknown, you go find gunpowder. You go find riches. That's the charge. That's what you are going to do. If you do not have that, it's stupid. It's stupid to go into a big, big but dark. But I mist. think people do that, though. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Of course they do. Of course they do. But for us, the importance is to take away from this all this naval stuff because it is truly naval. And I have I have some really nice drawings that I'm preparing. <laughs> I want to throw into this because it's really really nice. But. It is, a, um, um, it is the talk between the king and the admiral. And the king says, you know, I've heard this thing about explosions and, uh, and I want it. And between the king and the admiral, there's a charge that is thrust upon the admiral. And he has a fleet and he's singling out the people that he can spare from his fleet to go out and find gunpowder. And these people don't know what, what they're supposed to do, but they go do it anyway because they know they need to find gunpowder. And they might die, and they might do this, and they might do that, but their whole sole purpose is to find gunpowder <laughs> and bring it back. I don't like purpose because it's been used so much. But in that sense, I like the idea of the charge. What is your charge? What have you been charged to do? Because it's the, the purpose of a company is not the purpose of the people who are doing the the, the No, it's sure, it's sure, it's sure. I, I think like I mean, Dennis, I I share with you, like, so for example, the word empathy has been overused as well, right? It's been used to death, right? But the thing is, I've changed my mind. I'm I'm in a new space now. I'm going like let's take let's take ownership back of these words. Right? Oh, because they're being they okay. they're being <laughs> abused everywhere. Because the purpose, the same thing. Everybody got a purpose. I've got bubble gum. I'm, this has got a purpose. Every, yeah. We need to set down a proper purpose so that we can rally. Because you know, and, and we need to take back all the other words as well. And, I'm, and like, and we kind of we slipped it there, right? Like, what's the purpose? And I, I like the charge thing, but where are we going? What is the purpose? Yeah. Set it down. Like, and the thing is, you get everybody to rally around it because your adventure team, my military team, when we're in the darkness, there we were together, like grouped around this compass, right? Yeah. And we were going together. We were braving the dark Potchestrum night. You can you can ask Joshua. It's very dangerous out there. Yeah, I, I was about to say, let's move to Joshua. He he was trying to jump in in between for those who have who, who don't visit the video. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't able to because the, the yeah, guys because are discussing. Dennis and Dennis myself were swinging handbags and getting all passionate. Very sorry. <laughs> Oh, well, well I, th I think it's good to good to get passion um, going and especially there's been a lot of that in this conversation and the reason I was sort of just listening there is because a lot of a lot of great nuggets were coming out and I think Dennis to maybe just double click on the thing that what you're mentioning around sort of having a, a point to reference or point to reflect on 
And I think that's something in terms of the unknown and navigating the unknown is if you've got a point to reference. So if we talk about, you know, you are now navigating through the desert and you don't using the stars to navigate, you've got a point of reference as long as there are no clouds in the star, in the sky rather. And so you've got a point of reference. So that's maybe where an innovation compass can give a company a sense of calm or a sense of direction by having something to reference. And then Vanna, to, to sort of jump onto what you're mentioning about sort of taking words back and thinking about purpose and something that we haven't used in these forums and these this innovation breakfasts that we've had so far is around storytelling. And I think that potentially might be something that an innovation compass can help unlock and in a sense, give a company a purpose, in essence, a story or North Star that they can guide towards and use this compass to sort of help them navigate that journey yeah. inside of that space. And Amen. Because storytelling is like, I, I would add as one of the third word, number three, it's been abused. Um, and, and people are kind of, Ooh, if, if someone tells me about the hero's journey, one more time, I'm going to jump out the window because no one's actually telling or showing how that should be used. And actually storytelling is like so important because, you know, if we, we play with the analogy where we just went into now with the sh shipping and like people were telling stories, you know, sharing ideas, sharing knowledge through the, you know, act of telling a story. So yeah, like, yeah, and, and maybe just, yeah, and, and to then sort of just wrap up with what Dennis, you're talking about the charge that uh, that a person was given, you know, when they set off on these great voyages, um, like Sir Ernest Henry Shackleton, you know, to go and find this great narrative out there that someone had told them about. And I think that, you know, we've, the discussion today is really about how do we go about defining an innovation compass? And Jens, you mentioned that sort of a compass is this timeless thing and that can be used in different organizations because it's sort of something that can be, it's transferable. But maybe to challenge something on that is the, the instrument might be transferable, but the navigator isn't. And I think that that's something that I know all of us on this call are passionate about, and that's about people. So how do you go about enabling people to actually use this tool and this instrument called the innovation compass? Um, rather than just putting it inside of an organization and saying, you've got an innovation compass now, go forth. Um, because I think you need to actually create that tool and create a use case for it and actually educate the people that need to be driving it forward, which then comes back to those superpowers of innovation that we've spoken about previously. Yeah, agree. And I think that's, that's also touching a bit what we discussed with cultures. Because in the end, even if you put a, a skilled navigator with an amazing compass into an organization, if this person is not able to get the support from the organization, working with the organization, and that's, again, people building a culture that's willing to go out for um, finding the berries in the, in the Russian forest in, in Poland, um, <laughs> It, it will be hard to get an organization moving towards a specific direction or the word I'm using right now, because a lot of people don't get it. I always talk about transformation. You will see this the whole week for, for me, because for me, it's, it's about how do you, how you, how do you transition your, your organization, which is only about the people, which is all about the people. How do you get people excited and willing to do something? And then the compass is just the tool, which helps you to understand where you are. But I would like to transition into the last part of our today's um, innovation breakfast club discussion, which is, so what, what did we learn today and how do we think others could use what we have been discussing today? I know it's a hard question. 
so let let's let's say it easier. What 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 did you take? What what are you taking out of our discussion today? And what do you believe others could? Fana looks like he has an idea already. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, like for me, it's obvious. I just, I mean, I wrote down a few points here, but um, you know, I've been, and I think it's also because I've been dabbling with this a little bit over the past weeks. Is is, and I can't believe that I didn't say it. So Jens, you you knocked it out. The field is like that purpose element. So I'm jumping back to. You know, like walking into this conversation, I, I looked at fixed points um, and then then I started realizing, but then this point is actually moving. It's, it's always going to be, you're never going to actually arrive. Where am I going? And then when you said purpose, the light went on for me, right? So you, you need to have, you need to be intentional around purpose. And then as I'm also going to give you a tip of the hat of the charge. What, what is that? And who sets that down? And does everybody buy into it? Like it's, it's, a, it's a shared purpose, not just one person's purpose. Dennis. I wanted to, I, in that sense, I wanted to not be critical, but um, uh, show that we are also on a path to see how we can create something. And by doing that, we are uh, discussing the frame, the frame we want to create. Uh, and I'm not sure if we're there yet with an innovation compass in that sense. Um, I, I like the addition of the navigator and the idea that uh, there's not one, but everybody who is in a company needs to be able to take the role of navigator uh, in order to have everybody understand what you're doing and where you're going. Uh, this is linked of course, Werner, uh, to a passionate purpose that everybody shares. Uh, in that sense, I think we have all the ingredients on the table uh, that a lot of people might also have. And I would say if you punch in innovation compass, you get like a million companies who use specifically that word. And I think they're lacking. They're lacking in something that they, that it's bigger than the compass because it's never about the compass. And so why call it the compass? And it's just a reference, and, I, and this is why what I like about Jens sometimes coming in and just saying the right things. <laughs> it's it is it yeah, is I was that, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> but no. it's the things something that gives you calm and a sense of a direction. Uh, that is the the thing that we want, and if we project compass on that, just like oh oh, it at least gives us direction. Oh oh okay, then you get some form of calmness. Um, uh, but the point of reference in that sense is the start. And I think this is also the start for us on seeing how we can grab all of these nuggets and make them into one thing that Mike wants, that can do different things, boost confidence, uh, give direction, uh, no shared purpose, do all of these things. But these things are on all different levels of your own way of thinking. So it would be lacking if you just call it a compass. I would say, I would say, your inner compass and making it about a person, then I would say, oh, then that's interesting. It's more about the people than it's about an instrument. I've learned that today. Joshua. Tough, tough act to follow, Dennis. Um, tough act to follow. But I think it's it's similar to, to some of the points that you raised and what I've sort of taken away from today's discussion and everything that we've discussed is around the flaw in a compass and going back to specifically around the Bermuda Triangle and when your compass stops working and then what do you do? 
And I think that in this time, in this transition phase that we're in, there are a lot of dependencies that we maybe have come into this phase with, and we've come in with a way of navigating things, but what got us here isn't necessarily gonna get us there. And I think that comes back to what we're discussing about how the compass is really a tool, it's an instrument, but then understanding and reading the map or using the compass to read the map can then change and shift the direction or the journey that you're going on. And I think that that's something that I've definitely taken away is around how when we approach certain things, we may approach them with certain dependencies or certain biases, but those can be highly flawed in the way that we interpret things. So I'd encourage all of us and everyone that's listening to, yes, think about an innovation compass, but like Dennis said, is that let's actually dive a bit deeper in terms of how that compass is used, how it's interpreted um, to allow you to build the best business or help you become a better person inside of that space. Great discussion today, man. Super good. What, what I will take away is there's no one fits all. Um, there might be a tool that's, that's, that can be used from everyone, but it's, it's really that you, you, you need to start exploring. And that's what I love about the compass and, and what I got today as well. It's like exploring and maybe then it's exploring what your purpose is and, and using a tool that helps you to navigate then towards your purpose. But I think, and, and that was a bit what Joshua was saying, it's, it's, it's all about people, which I also always reflect on. It's without a navigator slash leader, you will not get anywhere. So you need someone who is saying, hey, I will take the compass and I will check in between where we are. Let's figure it out. Let's, let's go over that hill and figure it out. Let's swim through the, the, the stream and, and, and see what's on the other side. So there's a lot of culture embedded in that. There's a lot of people interaction embedded in that. And for me, something that goes across is trust. You need to trust the device. You need to trust your opinion, which is like, what is the purpose of an organization? You need to trust the leader and you need to trust yourself as well that you will figure it out on the way, which, which for me is, is a lot connected to innovation. It's a lot connected to um, exploring and, and, the, and the other topics we have had in, in, in the other episodes of, of the Innovation Breakfast Club. So it's super interesting. And we, we could go on, I, I guess, at least three hours from now and and, and find out how we can and build that. I have already written down a, a topic for next time, <laughs> which, what is which, it? which is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, no, I am not saying it loud now. <laughs> we, we, will, we will text in our new, new, new WhatsApp group on that afterwards. Okay. But thank you for today, guys. Was was a pleasure having you again in the Innovation Breakfast Club. Um, it's, it's really, really a pleasure to, to have the time with you the hour or one and a half per month at least. Yeah, thank, thank you, you very much. much. Thanks for hosting Jens and thanks Joshua and Dennis. Always awesome to hang out with you guys. I raised my thumb. Yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah, I'm, I'm awesomely looking forward when we do this in person in September. It will yeah. be really, really fun. Thanks. Anybody's got a contact to Yeah. If anybody's got a contact to smuggle Joshua into Europe, please uh, reach out to Jens. Uh, yeah. Jens. <laughs> we need a good navigator. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah maybe we'll have, to, we'll have to take the, the old-fashioned route and get on a boat um, rather than getting on yeah. a plane and 
So it means I have to use the use the navigation that we chatted about today to get there by September. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. Thanks, for, thanks for your guys' time as always.